Welcome to the Retirement Guide Podcast. I'm your host, George Jameson, owner of Capital Wealth Group, a flat fee-only advisory firm. Whether you're nearing retirement or already retired, join me each week as we explore the world of retirement planning and equip you with the knowledge and tools you need for a successful retirement. So let's get started. When you think of estate planning, what usually comes to mind? Some may associate it with those who have substantial wealth. However, the truth is, estate planning is important for almost everyone, and it doesn't have to be a daunting or time-consuming task. I do recommend hiring an estate attorney. Attorneys do more than just draft a document. They advise you on the best way to protect your family and to preserve and distribute your assets according to your wishes. While I advise consulting an estate attorney, it's worth noting there are now abundant online resources where you can also obtain all your estate planning documents. However, please be cautious, as oftentimes we don't realize what we don't know until it's too late. Planning your estate is one of the most considerate things you can do for your loved ones. So what exactly is estate planning? It's the process of deciding who will inherit your assets and oversee your estate after you pass away. There are several crucial legal documents to include in your estate plan. We'll walk through each one explaining why it's important and how to go about obtaining them. Number one, your last will and testament, also known as a will. Your beneficiaries are the ones who will receive your assets. They could be family members, friends, or your favorite charities. In your will, outline who you want to inherit your real estate, personal belongings, as well as your bank and investment accounts. You can also designate guardians for your minor children and pets, and appoint an executor to carry out your wishes. And now to number two, revocable trust. Like a will, a revocable living trust allows you to distribute your assets after your passing. It's a legal entity that owns your properties while still giving you control during your lifetime, although it requires more upkeep than a will. It can spare your assets from probate, ensuring a quicker and more private distribution to your heirs. To set up a revocable living trust, you'll need to create, sign, and notarize the trust document. Choose a successor trustee to manage the trust once you're gone. This could be a trusted individual like an adult child or a relative or even a corporation, though this is usually a last resort due to the potential high fees. Once the trust is created, you should transfer your property to your trust. If you decide a revocable living trust is for you and your family, you should also include a pour-over will. A pour-over will acts as a safety net to capture any of your assets you forgot to put into the trust. The pour-over will names your living trust as the beneficiary, which allows any money or property still owned by you at death to be transferred into your living trust. And number three, irrevocable trust. An irrevocable trust is a legal arrangement where assets are transferred to a trust providing benefits like asset protection and potential estate tax savings 
Once established, the terms of an irrevocable trust generally cannot be changed or revoked without the consent of the beneficiaries. Irrevocable trust may be suitable for those with significant assets, individuals seeking asset protection, those concerned about estate taxes, and those planning for Medicaid eligibility while safeguarding assets. Consulting an experienced state attorney and financial advisor specializing in estate planning is crucial when considering an irrevocable trust. And number four, beneficiary designations. Some assets can bypass probate and go directly to beneficiaries. These non-probate assets include accounts like 401ks, IRAs, TOD accounts, and POD accounts, as well as pensions and life insurance policies. Contact the respective institution to name a beneficiary for each of these assets. Keep in mind that these assets should not be listed in your will, as beneficiary designations override the will. If you're not familiar with TOD and POD accounts, your individual bank and brokerage accounts can bypass probate if you rename them. For individual investment accounts, use TOD, transfer on death. And for bank accounts, use POD, payable on death. If you use both POD and TOD on your accounts, they will also bypass probate and go directly to your beneficiaries. TOD is for brokerage accounts, while POD is for individual bank accounts. In addition, 29 states even allow you to have a beneficiary on your home called transfer of death deeds. If you own the home jointly with your spouse, it just transfers to whichever spouse outlives the other. But when it's just you and you want to leave it to an adult child or charity, only 29 states allow you to set a beneficiary through a transfer of death deed. Unfortunately, my state, South Carolina, does not allow them. It's important that you keep your beneficiaries updated. Make sure your beneficiaries are correct on all your accounts. And number five, Advanced Health Care Directive. An Advanced Health Care Directive allows you to specify how medical decisions should be made on your behalf if you are unable to communicate. It typically comprises a living will and a medical power of attorney. The living will outlines your medical care preferences, while the medical power of attorney appoints someone to make decisions if you can't. And number six, financial power of attorney. This grants someone the legal authority to manage your finances and properties for you. This can handle tasks like bill payments, bank deposits, and real estate management. Your chosen financial agent can also use your assets to cover medical expenses if needed. Choose a financial agent you trust, like an adult child, relative, or close friend, to make important financial decisions for you. And number seven, insurance policies and financial information. It's a good idea to keep all your insurance policy documents together, along with a list of your financial accounts and instructions on how to access them. This includes bank accounts, credit cards, mortgages, loans, tax returns, pension plans, retirement benefits, retirement accounts, and investment portfolios. You could store this information in an Excel spreadsheet or write it in a notebook and keep it with your estate planning documents. And then number eight, proof of ID. It helps your executor if you have all your identity documents in one easy place to find. 
This includes your Social Security card, birth certificate, marriage certificate, and any other certificates. And then number nine, titles and property deeds. Ensure you have the correct title and deed documents for all your property. This includes homes, vehicles, and any other real estate. If you establish a revocable living trust, make sure to transfer your property to it to bypass probate. Keep in mind that the names on deeds or titles override what's written in your will. And then number nine, digital account logins and passwords. Many of you have many digital accounts. Consider using a password manager or digital vault to keep track of your online account information. And you may want to name a digital executor in your will to handle your digital assets. And then number 10, funeral instructions. Let your loved ones know your burial preferences and any other wishes related to your passing. And once you have all your estate planning documents together, store them in a safe place, but easy to find. It's critically important that at least someone in your family knows where to find the original documents. You may also want to give copies of the documents to people who may need them. Sharing estate documents can be tricky for some families. If this may be you, I suggest having a family meeting to help clarify the intentions. Your life is constantly changing, so your estate plan may need to change over time. Revisit your estate plan every year or two, or whenever you have a big life event. And that wraps up today's episode. Everyone have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Retirement Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review to help others discover the show. For questions, ideas, or discuss your retirement plan, reach out to me, George Jameson, at Capital Wealth Group. Visit our website at capitalwealthplan.com to learn more. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more insightful retirement planning in future episodes. And now for the disclaimer. The information discussed in this podcast is for general explanations and education only. It is not tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on any information heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you and have a great day. 